Dungeons and Dopamine. Ta-da! Hi! Welcome to Dungeons and Dopamine. I'm Jess. I'm Bree. We're here to dope you up. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so bad at intros and exits? I don't know. Like the only wing, the only reason we can end our show. <laughs> the only reason we can end our show is because we wrote like a sign off. Yeah. And sometimes we just have to start saying it. I think it's just our awkwardness bleeding through. And I'm not sure that's something we're ever going to get rid of. I don't like that you're probably right. In fact, I feel like our friendship would end if our awkwardness disappeared. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) And stop and think about it for a minute. Because you know it's true. I, I, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll go. Great podcast. (laughs) I was listening to one of our episodes on the way here. And we had the very similar conversation where we just ended the podcast in the middle of the episode, as we do sometimes. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I got a phone call right after we were like, okay, that's it. We're done. And then it just went blank for a second while the phone call started ringing. And I was like, I, I don't remember it ending like that. <laughs> I, I remember confused. recording so much more information. <laughs> I should, I should do that sometime, but only send that episode to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's all ready. It's edited. It's good to go. Sounds amazing. You have to listen to this one right away. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can accept this. <laughs> so we're back on track. Back Podcast on track. This is a go. This is episode 21. Which is a multiple of seven. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I spit everywhere. Um, please back up. Um, I request that we do something really cool for episode 24. We have to. Because 24. It's important. It's so important. It is the most important. It's so important that my body forced me to have my child on that day. True story. Freaky. Very free. So we have Patreon. We do. We talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've got four different tiers. Yes. And we're offering undying love and yes. appreciation. Most importantly, there's a book list for mm-hmm. all of the books that we talk about every week, basically. I love books. Me too. Let's just stop the podcast and read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you pre-ordered the new Crescent City book for January? I have not yet. I did. Be- I'm really excited. Because... Is there a reason that I shouldn't have done oh, this? Oh, God, no. Okay. You definitely should have. I just haven't decided if I'm going to order it in print or Fair. online. Yep. Because mm-hmm. on one hand, I want it immediately the second it releases... But on the other hand... A book in your hands. Yeah. I almost messaged you when I pre-ordered and said, take some time off. We're going going somewhere to read. Yeah. 
So we might have to work on that. January may not be a great month for me, election-wise. Oh, that's right. But we might have to make it work anyway. Because <laughs> that was my second thought stopping me is, is this going to have to be like a hotel weekend where I lock myself in a room and don't come out until it's done? Oh, we could find somewhere with a hot tub. Mm-hmm. I derailed this from Patreon to books. <laughs> We're really Sorry. good at that. <laughs> I wanted to say, and we did say this last week, we've had some people reach out and say, like, really sorry we can't support you on Patreon. We don't expect anyone to support us on Patreon. Right. This is one bazillion percent up to you. It's there because as podcasters, that's what you do. Yep. And it's there because we, ha- we did have a couple people ask. Yep. And... It's there because Spotify is changing how they add, how they pay stuff. for ads. So even though we have an ad running, we may not get paid for that anymore. I believe we lose that ad in a, in about a month, mm-hmm. less than a month now. But um, yeah, so and we just want to do some cool podcasty stuff with it. Um, if you you don't ever have to apologize if you feel bad that you can't support. One way that's amazing to support us and totally free, and it'll boost your reputation because we're awesome, is Mm -hmm. to go tell anyone and everyone who will listen about how epic the podcast is. And actually leaving reviews places. Yes. Um, That'd be cool. Reaching out on social media or tagging us in things to keep us relevant and keep us in the stupid algorithm (sighs) timelines (laughs) so that we pop up on things. But really just the support. Having you guys listen, you know, every listen bumps us up uh, in the podcast world and gets us closer to being able to do cooler stuff. And everyone you tell Mm -hmm. is like another, um, what do you, like another separation from us. (laughs) And eventually (laughs) Kevin Bacon will be listening. listening to us. (laughs) And and who? Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? (laughs) He probably already listens. Obviously. (laughs) There's How are you doing, gotta Cass? be at least some connection there by now. Between him and Pedro, biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pedro better support us if he's listening. Obviously. He's <laughs> Man basically your backup husband. <laughs> I hope he doesn't mind. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. He no. seems much too nice to Aww, care. Oh, he does. You wonder who wasn't nice? <laughs> who? H.H. Holmes. <gasps> what? <laughs> Tell me more. My goal every week is to have the worst, best transition <laughs> ever. That was pretty good. I'm already gonna... I have, actually, I cannot even begin to work on my transition from your topic to mine, because I don't even know how crazy yours is about to get. The last one was <laughs> intense, so... I've blown your mind these few weeks. Mm-hmm. This Denver airport was like... And it's, I feel like as a teenager, I spent a lot of time in the creepy world. Um, Jody and I, were we loved <laughs> those like scary storybooks and the Michigan scary stories and ghosts and hauntings and all that stuff. And I didn't think I was that far out of the loop now, but Every week, you bring something new to the table that I didn't even know was creepy. I got so. you. I got you. I'm bringing you back. I want to make you feel young again. <laughs> I appreciate that. I need that with my 
old hips and my <laughs> back that hurts all the time. And I can't help with those. <laughs> it's just your mind. <laughs> I mean, at least one part's heavy. So, A.J. Chomps, mm-hmm. he... I didn't know anything about him. I'd heard the name. And I'm not always like, like, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. You know? Um, they must be related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why else would a it's probably just famous? His other nickname or something. Yeah. Which is not true. He has nothing to do with Sherlock Holmes. No. I watched a video game. Um, I watched Jacksepticeye play it. It's called The Devil and Me. And it was a story video game where... As opposed to, like, fighting and shooting and button mashing, you're more making choices and going through a story. Okay. Really interesting to watch. Um, did I already say it's called The Devil and Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I watched him play it, and I was sort of like, hmm, this is very interesting. Then when I knew I was going to be done with my Weird Building series, mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to move on to Weird People. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Is the next topic about me? Yes. <laughs> I always I joke that, and creepy. then you will be when I'm done. <laughs> oh boy! Sure, I can make hobbies sound creepy. <laughs> if I can't, we'll just add stupid jump scares to the episode. Right. <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> Exactly. So, H.H. Holmes. He was born Herman Mudgett. Pretty scary name. He was born in 1860 to some very stern religion parents. Which I feel Um, like was probably common back then. Probably, yeah. He really liked to build perpetual motion machines. Um, So 1860s, he would have been pretty forward-thinking as Mm -hmm. far as that goes. Um, He wanted to go to med school, and he married a very wealthy woman so that she would ideally pay for his med school. Unfortunately, he did go to med school. She didn't pay for it, though, but he was still married to her. It's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, He went to med school in Michigan. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Which med school in Michigan? I I should know that. I know they said it. I have seven well, and a half pages of notes on this that's dude. That's right. And back then, it probably wasn't... <laughs> it wasn't like Michigan State. Right. It might have been. I don't know. So... They don't claim it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're... Nah. Like, no, that was a no, other no MSU. <laughs> <laughs> so, his whole entire first year of med school, he worked on cadavers. Whatever you do as a med student with cadavers. (laughs) All right. He actually called the work ghastly, and school was very expensive for him. So he found out that the janitor was in an underground body selling thing. Not human, live. They were human. Not live (laughs) bodies, like human trafficking, but but dead dead bodies. bodies. There was a market for that? Yep. Is there... I don't want to know. <laughs> no, I don't want to know if there's no. still a market for I didn't that. Google that. I'm sure there is. Um, I don't want to know. Um, so. Anyway. <laughs> Less creepy. We're going to pretend that only in the 1860s. <laughs> so what it was was he was buying the cadavers for the school. So once Holmes found that out, 
he decided he was going to start robbing graves and digging bodies up and selling them to the janitor to pay for his med school. He he was pretty devious. I mean, obviously, grave robbing is gross. Um, I was going to say, I feel like you have to start from a place of unwell yes. for your brain to be like, I need money. Yep. I'm going to go rob graves. <laughs> that is the only choice I have to be able to finish <laughs> right. med school is I have to rob graves. Yeah. I'm not going to get a job. Mm-hmm. Or ask my rich wife. Yeah. No. And that was the plan originally. I right. don't know why he needed... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so, he didn't have very good morals. He met a guy in med school and they were going to um, make up this whole story about a guy and claim insurance money when they could prove this guy had died. I think they were going to do that using cadavers. I don't know if it paid off. I don't remember if it paid off or not, but he planned it. He was gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He barely graduated uh, college, but he did. He, he was, was very a doctor. busy with his other business. Apparently, all of his fellow med students voted whether or not he should graduate. Glad that's no longer. A thing. I know, right? <laughs> Ugh. He left his wife because she, she was useless yeah. now. Yeah. Um, pay for his med school. Wouldn't but. pay for him. He was just a problem at that point. Uh, he chased a another woman. Met another woman. Um, wooed her, and then was outed as a cheater. Mm. He didn't make it as a doctor. So, surprise, surprise. Exactly. So he left and he went to Chicago, thankfully. Get out of Michigan. We don't want you here. <laughs> yeah. He said that the bodies in med school really desensitized him to death and understanding that people are people with feels and <laughs> lives. You to be like anesthetized before you cut into them. Yeah, Weird. yeah. So, he claims that it was this desensitization that caused him to be a murderer. Mm. He has some very interesting papers out there, journal entries and stuff, that he's whack, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was really strange that he graduated school, because most serial killers do not. And... I did not know that. H.H. Holmes is cited as America's first serial killer. Oh. Let's dive in. <laughs> so, just as a side note, it was definitely the University of Michigan. Was it? <laughs> oh, dang. Oh. It's <laughs> totally ready to blame that all on MSU. <laughs> it was you, Ben. <laughs> Mason Blue. <laughs> Hail to <the> <laughs> So, he um, tried to kill himself after this series of events and was sent to a psych ward. He (laughs) left the psych ward only to kill his best friend with Hmm. poison at a hotel. Was it the Cecil? (laughs) No. (laughs) That'd be a long way to go. (laughs) (laughs) No, but weirdly enough, this does actually have to do with a hotel. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. We're going to get there. Apparently I had hotels on the mind. I need to take a vacation to a non-haunted, non-murder hotel. I'll be, I'll get on that. 
<laughs> Near Definitely the not haunted. <laughs> <laughs> so, he put his best friend's body on ice. In writing about the murder, he really enjoys sharing the details about the murder. He... It's very clear in his writing that he doesn't see this as a human. He does not see it. He does not see it as his best friend. He sees it as a body and nothing more. He claimed the money from his friend's death, like his insurance money. Sorry. I kind of left that out. That's why he poisoned him. How do you sign up to get insurance money for your best friend's death? I don't know, but you asking Asking that question (laughs) makes me I don't know. <laughs> the man so who could tell you that is dead. there's any insurance agents out there that want to uh, get a hold of me, side chat me, <laughs> Brand Fagan, realtor. <laughs> so, with that insurance money, he bought a building that he would start turning into a hotel that he personally and others in Chicago would call the Castle. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning strikes. <sighs> As he started building his hotel, he would hire a different contractor for all the different areas of the hotel. Hmm. So no one would be able to blueprint the building in its entirety. That's not suspicious at all. Not at all. He put in a vault and then had the building built around the vault. He took He bought the vault on credit, and when he did not pay, he had no intention of paying, the bank came and said, we're going to repossess this. And he said, if you hurt my building, I will sue you for all that you have. So the bank did not come to get the vault. Huh. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's the reason we have different laws. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, There were a lot of businesses on the bottom floor of the hotel, a lot of legitimate businesses that were renting out the spaces. Mm -hmm. The third floor was totally normal. It had rented rooms and offices and his own room. The second floor, however, (laughs) had 35 rooms and several of those rooms were built as murder chambers. Oh, the, the whole hotel was built um, in a labyrinth style to confuse and disorient people who would be visiting. Totally legit. <laughs> this is wild. I wish I could show pictures because some of this is crazy. So he would be able to hurt or kill someone in their room, but he had to get the body down to the basement because he had a torture chamber in the basement. So in one example that I saw... He would kill the person in their room. He would take them into the bathroom where he would open up a second hidden door. or I'm sorry, first hidden door. And he would put the body in this third room down a chute that took the body to the basement. He would then, because he didn't want to be seen in this room, would shut that door, hide it again, and then go to another hidden door in this same bathroom that led to a flight of stairs that would take him through the hallways behind everything to the basement, where he would not be seen at all. In his basement, he had acid vats, lime pits, and a crematorium. 
to not arouse suspicion when he had them build a crematorium in his basement. <laughs> right? <laughs> he acted or pretended that he wanted to build a glass bending furnace. Are those Apparently similar to crematorium? Yeah. Okay. Apparently it worked because they did and no one questioned him for many many years Mm -hmm. there was also a machine to stretch bodies oh okay so he would take the bodies down and if they were alive he would torture them if they weren't he would just systematically strip them of all of their stuff till he got down to the bones which he would then sell to colleges as yep because they need the skeletons to teach people on and even back then this was in the 1800s. It, he, this might be the early 1900s at this point. He was making $170 per skeleton, which would be a lot. He made a fortune off of these. He was still constantly taking loans and things that he wasn't paying back. He was just that guy. And in comes a new man. His name was William uh, Peitzel. Peitzel. He was an alcoholic, and he was prone to failing at any job he tried to do. Maybe because of his alcoholism, maybe an untreated mental issue. Hard to say. Petzl became his right-hand man. So it was Holmes and P. I have him as P in my notes, so that's what we're going to call him. <laughs> Holmes and P. Holmes and P. So he had five children and a wife, and Holmes seemed to really like his family. Um, he would even visit with the children and take them on outings. There was a Colombian exhibition in Chicago, and he would take them out there, and he and the children would, the children unknowingly, but would lure these people back to the hotel, mostly elderly, wealthy women. Because they had traveled and didn't have family nearby, no one would know what happened to them. Mm -hmm. He had controls in his office where he could lock people in their rooms and gas them. His hotel was literally like a horror show. Yeah. Flipping awful. So this is why I mentioned the perpetual motion machines he liked to build as a kid because these had to have taken some level of technological know-how. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at one time, he had three wives at once. Weirdly enough, all of his wives lived their whole life. He, he never killed any of kill them. wives, just unknown women traveling uh, alone. Lots of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He Serves them right for traveling alone in the <laughs> right. early 1900s. Women. Yeah. Jeez. Gosh. <laughs> he they probably was, wanted to, like, have jobs and he, work. Yeah, right. Gross. He was also seen as a great forward-thinking man of the future because he employed a lot of women. He gave them jobs. He even went so far as to start a unemployment business for women. Only women. They could come and seek employment, and he mm. would help put them in jobs. And he was quite charming. Yes. Wasn't he? Excessively charming. Which is weird since he was obviously such a weirdo. Psycho. Yeah. Med school. Yeah. But he was a um, kind of a smaller guy, and he was considered very handsome at the time, and just apparently knew how to talk his way into anything and out of anything Mm -hmm. he would hire these women he he wanted to hire them so he could woo them and potentially kill them or marry them or marry them and let them live their lives yeah (laughs) 
guess it depends on how nice you were to him. I guess so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he hired one woman who had a daughter, and when he tired of them, he killed both. He hired another one and locked her in his vault till she died. Hmm. I'm sure he just forgot. I'm sure oh yeah, definitely. He wrote a letter about how he could hear her <gasps> screaming and yelling. And oh. He wrote about a man in the gas chamber. He could hear him trying to claw through the walls. Oh my god. Ugh. He's such a and bad he wrote dude. about it. Yeah. Like it was... Uh, like, okay. okay. Yep. So, at this point, P was really starting to escalate his drinking. And Holmes was starting to get worried that he was going to stupidly speak out. P wasn't, they weren't arguing or anything. He was just getting so drunk that Holmes was worried it was going to compromise his ability to keep his secrets. Mm-hmm. So, Fair. right. You don't yes. want your secret keeper to be drunk. <laughs> yeah. So he, he convinced P to take out a large insurance policy on himself and they were going to go to Pennsylvania and fake P's death. And Holmes was going to bring back all of that money to his family and make sure his family was taken care of. P's family, Mm -hmm. his wife and Mm -hmm. children. Five children. That Holmes was very close with. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so he bought it. And P told his wife all about this plot. And his wife wasn't happy with it. She said, no, please don't do that. We can work this out. You know, they were in a lot of debt because he was Mm -hmm. an alcoholic. And Holmes was a trickster and also had a lot of debts and bad vibes and <laughs> owned a vault that he yeah. shouldn't have <laughs> and so she just said let's work through this together we can do this he said no i think this is going to be the best way and off they go to pennsylvania and it took a long time they were in chicago to get mm-hmm. to pennsylvania mm-hmm. was quite a trek so on the way Holmes, for the very first time in his life gets caught frauding somebody okay <laughs> And he goes to jail. And in jail, he meets a notorious gangster whose name I did not write down. <laughs> and he explains the scam that he and P are going to do. Mm-hmm. Eloquently put. Uh, <laughs> and the gangster said, hey, I've got some advice and a couple of contacts I can give you. And all you have to do is give me 500 bucks. And Holmes like, yeah, for sure. Cool. Easy. He got out of jail. He left. He went with P and they got to Pennsylvania and he murdered P. Surprise! (laughs) He mutilated the body past recognition and then started a fire in the home where the body was going to be. P's family at this point thought that the scam had gone right and Holmes was going to be returning (laughs) with money. This was the intention. Yes. They did not realize that P was really dead. Um, And for some reason, they needed to have a family member and Holmes verify that this was P's body. So the wife sent their 15-year-old daughter out to do that. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yep. Her. <laughs> that would be my first choice. Yeah. 15-year-olds are notoriously great at mm-hmm. things and very, love seeing their dad's, bo- dad's dead body. Very mentally stable. Mm. Not going through things at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Holmes really enjoys that she sent one of her children out. Not, one of her girl children. Yes, yes. And he calls for another of the children to come out. It was, I think, the second oldest boy. So he separates this mom from 
Her husband. Her husband. Two of Takes two of their children. And then eventually he says, send me the third, one of the, the third child and keep the youngest with you and travel to where I am. You'll be less conspicuous with only two children. I don't know. He was a great talker. Yeah. (sighs) Must have been (laughs) convincing. I feel like a lot of people had a lot of children back then. Yeah. And why would that be weird? Right. And why would it be weird for her to be traveling? So, he really enjoyed having these kids separated. The the 15-year-old was writing letters to her mom, and he was not sharing them with the mother. In the meantime of all this happening, the gangster realizes the murders have happened, and he has, does not have his $500. Holmes loves to make promises about money and not, mm-hmm. not give on them. And he starts ratting. Yay! Yeah. When would we ever I think we were going to... Exactly. They're so reliable. They're totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he's alerting the police. He's telling them Holmes had this whole plan. And this guy who killed himself was going to be murdered and blah, 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 blah. And the police go after Holmes. They're also real worried because these three children are missing. This mother has not heard from them. She's getting concerned. She's not getting any letters from her children. She hasn't heard from her husband, who is supposed to be in hiding, but now it's starting to come out that maybe he's dead. Mm-hmm. For real dead. They find him, and they arrest him, and he admits that he killed her three children. Oh, no. Yeah. And this hero of a detective finds all three bodies. Um, they were very unpleasant deaths. It was really tragic and should never have happened. So, 1895, the police enter the Holmes Castle. They traced 50 missing people back to the castle. They found bones, body parts, his contraptions. Unfortunately, with the lackluster forensics at the time, they couldn't identify most of them. Mm-hmm. It was just bones. It's, it's actually really sad. They just couldn't connect all these back. The first day of court, Holmes dismisses his lawyer team <laughs> and acts as his own lawyer. Of course he does. As he realizes he's beginning to fail, he brings back his team of lawyers because he needed someone to blame if he didn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Can we say narcissist or sociopath? <laughs> Big For time. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Abs. on the third day of trial, P's wife comes in. She takes the stand. She recounts the fraud plan and Holmes taking her children. And the defense presents all of the letters that Holmes had. That this mom has never seen. Yep. And she breaks down in court. And it's sad, hearsay, really. But it's said that her sobs and her emotions were so much that no one in the room was dry-eyed. They were all weeping. Except Holmes. Of course. Who sat and doodled through (laughs) the entire thing. One of Holmes's wives, (laughs) wives, took the stand. And the moment she got on stand, he started to weep. It was said to be very believable, but obviously a ploy to make it seem like he wasn't a monster. Right, because he doodled through the crying of his supposed best friend's wife a family he had spent years and years and years with and like treated the children like, like his he was own. an uncle and he's mm. li- able to listen to her sob without 
reacting, but this wife, one of one of his one wives of the three, shows up yeah. and he, uh, gross. Yeah, it just, it makes me want to cry, first of all, and also <laughs> sick. <laughs> right? So, the jury did not take long to all agree that he was to hang. Yay! He confessed to an author shortly after his sentence of all of his crimes and the author said it seemed like he really enjoyed recounting those memories he was he would burn people alive he would gas them he would poison them strangle them suffocate them he hanged nine days before his 35th birthday which i thought was really crazy because this seems like a lot to do (laughs) he made all of that happened in 34 before he years. Was 35 years old. Yeah. Hmm. He was really concerned that his body would be desecrated or used for medical research, like what he experienced as a student at mm-hmm. the college. So he requested to be buried very deeply, 10 feet, and cemented. And he was. Wh- I don't know why, why we gave that Why to would him. they? I don't know. Probably because they didn't want creepy fans of his too. yeah and they he was they were worried that they, people might take something from him as a memento mm-hmm. like a souvenir <laughs> yeah people are awful yeah unfortunately there is no way to know how many people he truly murdered it can be anywhere from nine people to 200 people oh, <laughs> there are guaranteed to be nine like, there's no question he killed those nine people. Mm-hmm. But it but could they, be up to 200. Yeah, and they found at least 50 different... Traced back to mm-hmm. the hotel. So, uh, the hotel, the castle, was going to become a tourist attraction. Of course, as we've learned from the Cecil. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would have landed <laughs> great. The gassing chamber rooms yeah, probably yeah. would have been really popular. <laughs> But someone burned it down. Oh, darn. Yeah. I uh, applaud them. (laughs) I did it. It 1985. (laughs) Holmes in prison wrote a biography about himself. That is the story of H.H. Holmes. The video game is based now, Mm -hmm. or now-ish, whenever the video game was made. And it is about people who go to a hotel. They're supposed to be meeting and doing a story about it. And I believe it is in Michigan on a small island in Lake Michigan or one of the Great mm-hmm. Lakes. And it's a H.H. H. Holmes fan, I guess you would say, like a copycat. Oh. And these people have to escape. I didn't think it was going to be so hard to talk about because it's a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But it's disturbing and just saying it out loud makes me go Ugh, i i can't say that right <laughs> he is a creepy 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 it's creepy if i am able to find them and remember i can link some of the videos of the blueprints and the setup of his hotel mm-hmm. because despite being disgusting he was very intelligent the hotel setup right. was grossly intelligent he mm-hmm probably would not have been caught had he not also been a scam artist yeah escalated and then bragged to a mafia boss like duh and then not ever paying his debts and stuff people really come after you for that it's not something you just get away with so their money yeah (sighs) all right then I don't know if the hotel had a lot of spiders in it. 
<laughs> I think it probably did. And were they wolf spiders? Maybe. Probably because wolf spiders can live literally anywhere in the world except for like Antarctica. I got to move and to Antarctica. <laughs> have been around since the dinosaurs lived. So, I guarantee the wolf spiders were not supportive of H.H. H. Holmes and were probably trying to ruin his good time. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we can good guy the spiders. We're totally going to good guy these spiders. <laughs> that was your goal with this topic, right? <laughs> yes. In case so, you couldn't tell, we have transitioned. Yes. Transition. <laughs> I'm talking about spiders. Why am I talking about spiders? Because, first of all, when I started talking about narratives weeks and weeks ago, I really wanted to pick a topic that everybody hated and try to turn the narrative on it. I went with spiders for... because Connor recently has a fear of spiders. My goal with this topic is to... I will know I have successfully defended the narrative of spiders if I can make Jessica make a cute noise about spiders. before I end this podcast. But I need you to promise me, Jessica, that you will not Google spider pictures while I'm talking about this. I promise. If, All right. I mean, if you make a cute noise before I get to the picture part, I win double. <laughs> but I don't want you to ruin your brain with creepy spider pictures while I'm talking about this. So I specifically picked wolf spiders because there are a lot of spiders. There's like 51,000 different types of spiders. And I would need a, there are whole YouTube channels dedicated to the different types of spiders and defending all of them. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to spend days talking to us about spiders. Or truly researching and looking at photos <laughs> of spiders. Right. So <laughs> I picked wolf spiders because when I was still kind of forming this topic in my brain, I actually stumbled upon a Reddit post where people were literally like gushing about how awesome wolf spiders are. They were very defensive of these tiny little creatures and all of their benefits. So I figured if there are already groups of people depend or defending these tiny creatures, then surely I could do a podcast episode. There's a video game. <laughs> there is. It's called Grounded. Okay. And it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where you're tiny. Mm-hmm. Little spiders are bad. Well, that's a dumb game. <laughs> Actually, it kind of is. I don't like it very much, because I die a lot. Apparently, there's also, or was, a D&D bad guy wolf spider, and it came in different, like, there was a medium-sized wolf spider that had certain... <laughs> qualities and a big wolf anyway one of the main baddies um in the underdark is a deity called wolf and she's a witch um <laughs> she's a witch. i hate her <laughs> <laughs> and she's a spider and her people yes. are half spiders and part of the narrative about spiders what we know is they tend to be the bad guys right oh gonna They're be making always... this ugly face at you the whole time. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> and so we've grown up knowing that, or being told that spiders are the bad guys. They're the creepy characters. They're always nefarious. They're always out to get you. 
arachnophobia came out when we were children. Oh, like there's just always freaks. <laughs> there's just always been this fear of spiders. I'm questioning that narrative. So I got on the internet and I am not this I'm not the only crazy person. <laughs> there like I said, there is a YouTuber, um, his YouTube channel is called My Wild Backyard. And he had, I watched a whole video where he just lets this giant wolf spider like crawl around on his hand and he talks about how amazing it is and it doesn't bite him, it doesn't bother him, he, it just wanders around on his hand and he hangs out with it. His video talks about how the wolf spiders are the best spider for getting past arachnophobia. Starting with the basics, but we know that spiders are the eight-legged arachnids that everybody already knows about. We know they're different than insects because they have eight legs instead of six. They can have upward up to 12 eyes. Some of them have four. Some, um, the wolf spider in particular has eight. And I will show you later, they are set up very cutely. Ticks and scorpions are also considered arachnids, which are much grosser and I'm not gonna not lie. ticks. I'm way more terrified of a tick than a spider. Yes. And I don't have a problem with scorpions, but they I'm don't glad really we don't live have here, them. so yeah. <laughs> all spiders have two body sections. They have a cephalothorax in front and the abdomen behind. The abdomen has their digestive system, reproductive organs, all of that. And the underside of that is where the silk or the webbing comes from. These structures that produce the silk are called spinnerets, which I think is adorable. So spiders molt to be able to grow. And they can actually regenerate lost limbs when they molt. Really? So there's a story on Reddit that you can find about a guy that found a three-legged wolf spider and captured it and kept it in a little enclosure and fed it fruit flies for a few days until it was able to molt. And when it molted, it had all eight legs back. So it, he gave him a few days to toughen up and then released it back into the wild. And there are comments of these people. There are subreddits called like, spider bros and spiders where people <laughs> just get on there and defend spiders and talk about how amazing they are and how beautiful these creatures are. So I'm not the only crazy person. The coolest thing I found about spiders, and this again is just spiders in general, is they don't have bones or muscles like we do. They actually move by pumping fluid from one part of their body to the part that needs to move. So they have almost like a hydraulic system in them and that's how they move. And there are actually people that think maybe that's why we find them so scary is because they move differently than us. So it looks like they're moving when they dart out at your, you or when they run from you, our brains know that they're moving differently Do than we would. Do crabs move the same way? I don't know. Because crabs and spiders equal the same thing in my brain. Not that, you know, like... <laughs> not that they are the same thing, I do but... enjoy eating crab. I do not enjoy eating wolf spider. Good. <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> Good. We can ask Brandon what they taste like. True. We should. <laughs> We're on it. Yep. <laughs> um, I already said there are 51,000 different types of spiders. They're still being discovered every day, so there could be more than that. Some of them are giant like a foot big. Like camel spiders. Mm -hmm. Or giant tarantulas. Some of them are very, very tiny. Some of them are harmful and poisonous to humans. Some of them are not. Some make webs, some don't. 
and some are actually pretty awesome and very cute. Now, to wolf spiders specifically, wolf spiders are not the ones you're like running into their webs in the woods or they're not building webs in the corner of your house. They are typically ground dwellers. They're called wolf spiders because they are hunters. They will actually chase down or even trap their prey. They. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> uh, th again, they can live pretty much anywhere in the world. So does where they live affect how large they get? Yeah, but they none of them get that big. Okay. Like, you're not going to see a wolf spider more than like two inches big. They can be furry looking. Again, wolf spiders. They're basically the Harfoots from Rings of Power. They are travelers. They build cute little homes in like tunnels. They're named Poppy? Yes, all of them. <laughs> all of them are named Poppy. The only thing different is they actually tend to be lone wolves. They tend to live on their own. They only meet up to mate. They're nomads. They just go Does wherever Does the female they eat the male? Yes. <laughs> Not... Your face is <laughs> Wait, please. Yes. Zach, <laughs> um, run. <laughs> they can be cannibalistic both ways. So especially if a female has already mated and another male comes to try to mate with it, it will just eat that male. That's fair. Or if a male <laughs> is approached by a female and it's just hungry, it might eat the female. One thing they do that's different than pretty much any other spider, most spiders actually lay their eggs and then disappear. They're awful mothers. <laughs> Wolf spiders actually raise their babies. Really? So they use their silk to build little like papoose carriers on their abdomen and they carry their eggs on them. And then when the babies hatch, they actually live on the mom for a while until they are able to leave the home. And then they Charlotte's web themselves out by creating little web parachutes, parachutes and flying off into the world, which is part of why there are worldwide spiders because they travel Charlotte's Web style. I hate you so much. Wave. <laughs> As they're floating away through the... Yeah. There is a very much terrifying story on the internet of a specific community somewhere that had a climate change issue that flooded the area suddenly. And all of the wolf spiders that were living down underground came to the surface all at once and then got blown away into the air and it looks like snow. It's so many spiders. I will not post those pictures Thank nor you. will I continue to talk about it because it did <laughs> kind of creep me out. Visceral reaction. Mm -hmm. I have an interruption story. So did you know that they release wolf spiders in cranberry fields? Yes. To don't know this story I'm telling you for the first time. Or the, the different bugs that And eat. so when they flood it, the cranberry pickers, the cranberry workers, are used to them climbing on them mm -hmm. to get safe. Yeah, because they are the nicest, cutest spider. The males have a cute ri mating ritual where they use their pedipalps, which are their two mini legs <laughs> by their fangs, and they wave them around and drum on leaves and <laughs> the ground to attract a mate. So if you ever see a wolf spider dancing, it's because he's trying to attract his mate. It makes me think of Harry Potter when he drinks the luck potion. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> anyway. Yes. 
They um, they do have fangs and venom to be able to eat Sorry. their prey, and the venom does kill the prey and liquefies their organs, which the wolf spiders then slurp out like a smoothie. <laughs> but they very rarely bite humans. They will only bite you if you're like aggressively trying to get rid of them or like smash your hand on them. But even if they do bite you, unless you are allergic to wolf <laughs> spider bites, the worst reaction you're going to have is most people compare it to a mosquito bite. So oh, a little okay. bit of a sting and maybe some itchiness and that's it. It's actually more painful to be stung by a bee than it is to be bitten by a wolf spider. The best part about wolf spiders is they, like in the cranberry fields, eat basically every other bug you don't like. They eat mosquitoes, they eat roaches, they eat Ugh. crickets, other spiders. There's um, the hun huntsman spider, which mm -hmm. I guess is very aggressive and very poisonous. The wolf spider will take on and eat or chase off huntsman spiders. Hmm. So if you live in an area that has this awful spider, you actually want to have wolf spiders around because they will get rid of these evil spiders. The really big ones can eat like lizards, frogs, and even mice if they're very hungry, which could be bad, could be good, depending on how you feel about those creatures. <laughs> they're considered by all of the bug people and all of the science people to be beneficial bugs. So we have this whole narrative of these people that are afraid of spiders, but in most cases, you're worse off getting stung by a bee. And I know way less people scared of bees than spiders. Than spiders. Or mosquitoes. So I did do a little bit of research on why spiders get a bad rap or why we are afraid of spiders. And there are a lot of different studies about it. A lot of them kind of show that if even a child is shown a picture of a spider or a snake even, their eyes tend to go to that creature quicker than it does like flowers or pretty things. So there is some sort of intrinsic brain thing that tells our brains to watch out for those or to, to be aware. Mm -hmm. they, the study said that doesn't necessarily suggest that means that we've always, that we're afraid of them, just that we... It's a, a heightened awareness. Yes. So then one guy named Tim Flannery thinks this all comes from there's a you know there's the belief that all of Homo sapiens started in um, Africa. Okay. So all of humans are descended from this one spot in Africa. And his thought is maybe there was a very dangerous spider in that part of Africa. And through his research, he actually found an arachnid. It's the six-eyed sand spider, and it's a leathery crab-like creature that hides just beneath the surface of southern of the southern African desert, ambushes its prey, and has a venous, venomous bite that can kill children. So his theory is that we have this fear of spiders because our original ancestors had a very dangerous spider. predator spider that lived where all of humans came from. And we know <laughs> that they move unnaturally now. So like when you watch a movie of 
a zombie or a skeleton or, or like the, the girl from the ring. Yeah, climbing on your ceiling. Part of why those things are creepy is because they move differently than us. Our brain knows that those are one of the different. most horrendous like horror yeah. tropes. When to it's me. some sort of like creepy Cre- <laughs> and not not to go back to creepy with the wolf spiders, but they can run like two feet in a second. <laughs> and that's a big distance <laughs> to cover in a second. Another theory is, according to psychologist Graham Davy, spiders were actually blamed for the plagues that afflicted Europe back oh. um, and before they realized it was from the fleas on the rats. So there's also probably this intrinsic thought or this passed down theory that spiders are gross or, yeah. or and disgusting dirty. and dirty and they carry diseases and all of this. And then the biggest part now that they're finding is they really think people are scared of spiders because people are scared of spiders. So our children are scared of spiders because we're afraid of spiders because our parents were afraid of spiders. In one of the studies they actually brought in like preschool age children and they had toys in one area and four different cages and one had a spider in it and one had a snake and one had like a mouse and one had a lizard and the study found like most of the kids would come in and they'd go straight to the animals because of course obviously and they had no issues with whether it was a spider or a lizard or a mouse, they thought they were all cool. But you could see the parents start to come in and be like, oh, honey, why don't you come look over here? So the theory now is a lot of our fear comes from previous generations. And I mean, that track. Yeah. As someone who's probably never been bit by a spider, why was I scared of spiders? Um, speaking again of your crab question, <laughs> This goes back to the the theory that it was the they thought that spiders were gross because they thought they carried the plague. This was further proved by the fact that arachnophobia tends to be common in, in countries populated by Europeans and their descendants, whereas in parts of Africa and the Caribbean, spiders are not reviled as unclean, but are actually consumed as a delicacy. So maybe they do taste like crab. They might. I'm not gonna try. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> So, this topic was not very long. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Basically, I believe spiders have been painted in unfair light. Been, we've been told they're gross and they're dangerous. But really, out of 51,000 types of spiders, there's only like 1% of them can actually harm or kill you. Well, and I think as far as Michigan goes, we have even... like barely any of those yeah and even so we do have black widow spiders and sometimes you can find a brown recluse but even those if they bite you you're most likely not gonna perish yeah um i will okay i will try to not hate them all right let's test that now now that you know all these good things about these beautiful creatures that i have even made a video. <laughs> it's even with music. music. <laughs> That's the babies. <laughs> what is he holding? A uh, jump for you. <laughs> it was definitely a wolf spider that I saw yesterday. 
fine. <laughs> Look at that face. If it was just the face, you made it on CapCut. <laughs> I did make, it on, make everything on CapCut now. Um, Jessica made at least two cute noises and a very good puppy cute face. <laughs> I did make a watching puppy. this video. There were some of those that still gave you that. Yes. That and it's most. Is it the ones with all the babies? Honestly, no. It's okay. the ones that look smooth. Okay. And full bodied. Um, the baby ones because they look furry. <laughs> I associate them with puppies. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I will say, I follow a lady on TikTok, on my personal TikTok, and should add her to our TikTok, who raises the little jumping spiders, mm -hmm. the little Which fuzzy jumping also spiders. also very cute. I thought that They're might so be cute. too easy yeah, to go with the jumping yeah. spiders. I think Lucas the spider is also a jumping spider, <laughs> but I will try. I will try. But as long as it's not invading my space, mm -hmm. like the handle of my door <laughs> or my home, I will try to appreciate them. <laughs> and try to teach Carly to appreciate yeah, them. Yes, she is not too scared of them. She does not like the one that was on our door. That, and that's fair. Like, yeah. I understand being uncomfortable with surprise spiders that surprise you. I'm honestly, any surprise bug. I had a cricket land on my foot once oh, yeah. and I screamed because mm -hmm. I'm not scared of crickets, but it shocked me. Exactly. It was when the grasshopper me. drops, jumps out of nowhere and lands on me, I still scream. Yes. And <laughs> I don't necessarily like spiders in my bedroom. Mm -mm. If it was in my bed, I would probably murder it. Okay, I'll try. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Question as long the as they're not shock spiders. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> Suddenly, <I> spiders. <laughs> Suddenly, spiders. And I mean, there are bad spiders out there. I'm not telling you to go to go love spiders. Yeah, kiss them all. You don't have to be friends. But every I'll try spider. not to smush the garden spiders and and appreciate the wolf spiders. You know, they're really just trying their best to keep our houses pest free. Unless I'm playing grounded. Fair. Because then they're much bigger than you. And they're angry. And fast. And they make noises. But they've got cute faces. <laughs> Actually, I give some kudos to Grounded because they have a mode where you can turn off the spider from looking very realistic to looking very cartoony because of people with arachnophobia. I actually had trouble when I was looking for the cute pictures of the wolf spiders. I had a hard time telling which ones were real pictures and which ones oh. were like cuted up pictures like the the last ones with the faces yes i legitimately thought they were like animated yeah. or drawn yeah they remind me of the alien scientist in lilo and <laughs> yes yes i wonder if that's where they get he's gotta be some yeah. sort of spider or arachnid but he does look spider -y. he does look like a spider to me must be his four eyes. He's got a little <laughs> bit of some wolf spider oh, definitely. cuteness going on there. So yeah, Jumba would like you to like spiders and um, <laughs> listen to Dungeons and Dopamine. I, I hate you for this episode. <laughs> you love me all the time. You can listen to us anywhere you stream podcasts and you can find us on youtube you can also find us on facebook tiktok twitter instagram reddit 
You can reach out to us on any social media and at dungeonsdopamine at yahoo.com. And Dungeons and Dopamine is edited and produced by Argyle Pigeon Productions. Don't forget about Patreon. Check us out or just share us if you can't. Patreon. Yeah. We love you. Send me cute spider pictures. Don't send me spider pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I said I'm going to try and say it would be overnight, okay? Fair. (laughs) Just send them to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay, We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.